everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Before we get to our fun guests today, uh, yeah. a couple of thank yous we would like to do here. Thank you, starring Vanessa and Cole, featuring your money gift. It's <laughs> a new <laughs> bit. A really nice impromptu uh, song. Thank you. Uh, we are uh, listener supported. 100%. Uh, 100%. So uh, if you feel like giving that $1.29 you were going to spend... On Born This Way. Yep. Um, Spend it on us. Yeah. Uh, every little bit helps. It really uh, does. There's a donate button on our website, popmyculturepodcast.com. Um, so a couple of thank yous to people who have donated uh, between podcasts here. Yes. Um, first up, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron, if we were truth and daring, I dare you to give me a kiss. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a good one, right? It was great. Uh, Oscar. Oscar, 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 Oscar. Well, you just turned into a Mon- <laughs> just turned into a Monty Python spam thing. That was nice, uh, Oscar from Sweden. I believe this is his second donation. Yeah, thanks, Oscar. Oscar from Sweden, you are what I'm needing to get through my day. <laughs> we can re-record this if you want, right? Just kidding. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, our good friend Sean. Sean, Sean, in chess you are not a pawn. You are a knight or a rook. <laughs> you're not a rook. That's pretty good. Uh, you're not the queen because not that. The bishop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. I like pretty that. Good. That's pretty, pretty good. Classy. That's not bad. Uh, so thank you guys for donating. It really does help us out. We love you. Um, we have to buy so much water for our guests. You have no idea. Oh. But you really do help. We have a lot of costs to cover, actually. And so every little bit means that we don't go more into debt than we have. <laughs> That's are. right. Um, also, we are having a t-shirt contest. Uh, we want to make some merch. Wet t-shirts, that is. Yep. Ladies. So come on down and get sprayed. <laughs> uh, no, uh, if you uh, are artistically inclined, uh, please uh, put together a design. Whatever you think our podcast uh, is to you, like the, whatever represents it. You can use it. our logo if you care to, but we have the information about the contest on our website. Yeah. Popmyculturepodcast.com. Uh, you, you get a nice gift basket and $100 if we use your design, and we'll publicize the heck out of you. Yeah. That could be cool. Could be cool. Uh, speaking of publicizing things, uh, we have we a cool guest coming up. We originally had announced Tom Lennon, Thomas Lennon from Ooh. Reno 911 as our live guest, uh, but he uh, got stuck on location. Uh, but uh, currently he's scheduled to come on next week, so he yeah, should be our next so he's episode. he's going to be really so. close to us. We're so, so excited it's to have him on the show. Very fun. Also, uh, there's a cool comedy festival starting uh, like <laughs> tomorrow um, in uh Actually, today it starts in Portland, the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. It's really fun. I did it last year. I'm doing it this year again, too. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm performing a theme park improv with uh, Janet Varney, Simon Helberg, Michael Hitchcock, and Oscar Nunez. Uh, We're doing two shows, Friday night at 7.30 and Saturday at 10 p.m. You can get ticket information at bridgetowncomedyfestival.com. Hope you guys will come out and say hello. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Let's, uh, let's get to our guest, shall we? Brocktoon! Our guest today, he, uh, he was on one of my favorite shows growing up. He played Wesley Owens. He's now of, uh, Drama 3-4 Productions. Bryce Beckham is here! Hi, Bryce! Hey. Oh, man. You Welcome still got to me. it. Yeah. It's good to be inside you. It's, it's good to be inside <laughs> a place. Yeah. In, in a podcast. It's good to be inside a podcast. We finally built the pod. It's pretty nice, right? Yeah. This is, this is a comfy pod. It's like, hey, oh my gosh, 
I always ruin my uh, great transitions by recognizing how great they're going to be. Uh-oh. Here we go. Podcast. We're inside a pod, just like Lady Gaga was in that one pod at the Grammys. Oh, here you go. Speaking of Lady Gaga. Speaking of. Did you guys way, hear about the Weird Al There's thing? no good transition yeah. that starts with speaking of, because then that's just like signifying that you're doing a transition. Right. Well, you know what I mean? mentioning. It's, it's like, is that better? <laughs> mentioning <laughs> Lady <laughs> Gaga. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, the Weird Al thing. Yeah. Um, th- this has been a developing story, as they say. Uh, he came out yesterday with... Uh, he came out. He came out yesterday. <laughs> weird out, Weird Al. He came out as a, uh, a parody artist. Yeah. <laughs> finally. He finally I never it knew to the what world. was going on. Yeah. I thought there was something off about his music, but he, now <laughs> I get it. He threw in those original songs just to throw us off the, you know, the path. Yeah. yeah. Just to make us wonder what was happening. Oh, exactly. man. So he uh, had done a parody of Lady Gaga's Born This Way called Perform, Perform This, this Way. way. And uh, he released this blog post basically saying, I can't release this song. Um, because on the album, on the album, because uh, <laughs> we think it's uh, Lady Gaga won't approve it. Yeah. Basically, I sent her the lyrics, and her camp said no, that she's got to hear it. Um, and then they heard it and said no, which was awful because well, he'd already right. gone and recorded it. Yeah, and he was going to donate. Well, okay, it's pretty bad considering yeah. that you know, it, it's it's how why would you say no after seeing the lyrics and knowing what song you're parodying? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it was supposed to be the big launch for his new. I mean, right. it was going to be the single for, right. yeah. from the new album, and it's good. I, I didn't listen. <laughs> it's to funny. It. It's it funny? pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty. So funny. Did, wait, did he release it then? <laughs> well, he put oh, it yeah. up with like I'll never. It won't be on the album, so he put it up right. free. Because I guess with parody, you can do that whenever yeah. you want. You just can't make money off of it. Right. right. Um, Technically, he doesn't need permission from the artist because he's protected. Right. But he always gets it because yeah. he just he. It's just the kind of guy he is. He, right. You know. And that's it, well, why he'll never have a print song on any of his albums because right. Prince refuses to have a sense of humor about anything. <laughs> oh come on. No, he really he doesn't. doesn't. Prince has no sense of humor. He doesn't. He doesn't like to be. If you're Prince, funny. you don't need to have a sense of humor. You've got a huge body. He's really tall, right? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird little man. <laughs> He's full of music. Oh well, yeah, he is. He's filled with music, music. and gyrations. What makes him large? I think he makes cookies in a tree with the Keebler <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Jackson. And, yeah, there you go. Oh, up in heaven, Michael Jackson's oh, making cookies in, in a tree. tree. <laughs> I think he so, would yeah, like so, that. So basically, he put it up on YouTube and then later as a download on his site, I yeah. believe. Basically saying, this can't be on the record. Enjoy. But enjoy it. We were going to donate the proceeds to this organization. I can't remember which one, but hopefully you'll still make a one. donation. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, and then bum, bum, all, this, bum. all this backlash of people going like, oh, how can Lady Gaga not have a sense of humor on herself? That's awful. You know, if... Al asks to parody one of your songs. That's a badge of honor. Like, you should look at it that way. Right. And then, like, six, eight hours later, all of a sudden it's, uh, oh, no, it's okay. Uh, My manager never brought it to me. Uh, Through the manager. Do we cry, bull? Uh, We do, America. Yes, but if the end result is that it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So So it turned out good. Yeah. And she gets to save face with with her fans. Yeah. Whatever. That's fine. Right. So it worked out okay. I feel sorry for her manager a little bit in this case. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's taking like, the bullet. Yeah. He's taking the bullet, but yeah. That's not the only bullet he's ever taken. I I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm sure. You are going along Who for a Who thought up that run. meat dress? Oh, it was that <laughs> not guy. My it was that guy. I didn't know what I was going to wear until I showed up, and he put it on me. <laughs> yeah. He never ran that dress by me. He locked me in that pod. I had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. um, I thought it was just a little I went to body. bed in a Holiday Inn Express, and I woke <laughs> up in a freaking <laughs> egg. An egg. And it was an egg. It was an egg. And I was like, please, I just want to get out and go to the bathroom and get some food. And he's like, no. 
You will go to the bathroom in the pod. I yeah. did wonder about that. I wonder if uh, I wonder it. if anyone who saw that was reminded, uh, as my writing partner and I were, of uh, the San Diego chicken when he uh, who's the San Diego, the San Diego chicken, chicken is, for the uh, Padres. The mascot, yeah, he oh. was, uh, yeah. I thought he was a famous time. chicken. He's sort of uh, he's sort of freelance now. He does all kind of stuff, but uh, but yeah, he also he, goes uh, to comic conventions, signs autographs at tables. And... He got into a whole lawsuit because he was originally. I I shouldn't get into all this, but oh uh, no, you should. I should. Yeah, I should. He Do got, it. He got into a big lawsuit uh, with the radio station that he worked for because, uh, you know, there was debate over whether they had created the character and, you know, but he was the performer, obviously, who made, sort of made the he character. He brought it to life. He brought it to life, made it. But he was the first pro sports mascot. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, so he, uh, he... A weird animal for a first got into choice. This, yeah. Well, that was the thing is that the radio station had this chicken... Uh, animated character that mm-hmm. they were using and so they had the suit and asked someone to get in it and, and then it sort of huh. went from there and uh but then by that point he was known as the san diego chicken and then they he got into a legal dispute with them and so there was this whole thing about whether he could continue to be the chicken or not and oh uh and at the end of it he won the right to uh continue to be <laughs> to continue to be the chicken so he had this thing <laughs> called the grand hatching uh, oh my god! Where they brought it out on an arm, they brought out this big egg on an armored truck, and then uh, and then he burst out of it in his new costume because he had to have a new thing separate from the radio station version. Whoa! And, uh, Cut yeah. to the stands, a young lady Gaga with her dad catching the ball game. Yeah. Just <laughs> little light bulb goes off <laughs> right. over her head. One I day, see the future, Dad. Someday. I see the future. <laughs> I used to love the San Diego Chicken. Like I know that a lot of people give mascots a lot of grief, which kind of sucks because their those suits are hot. There. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, a, it's a crap what is our job. It's a crap job in a lot of ways. Like yeah. people throw things at you, and you know, it's... no one's going to argue that it's not a crap job, right? Who would think that would be fun? Uh, he does. Yeah, I guess so. It sounds horrible to be stuck in a suit. People, I, you know what? I was a peanut once, just <laughs> <laughs> just for a few days. I was a Virginia peanut, and I had to wear that costume. It is not fun. Yeah, and I had to wear yeah. a blue cat costume once for this. Uh, it was a startup thing, and uh, it was really like one of the best paying but awful gigs for like two days where basically they were going around. It was like the, the mascot of this internet company. They were going around to all these places in the Silicon Valley that had used them, whatever, in an RV to give them a break. So basically they would come out and they'd set up like air hockey tables oh. and like food and Twinkies and things like that. So all the designers would come out and like pig out. And then I had to walk around. Big blue kitty cat. This, but it was like the head was like a mascot head, but the body was like a blue spandexy oh, kind of suit. I think you've told oh. that before. I remember that image. Yeah, that was. Uh... I hope I didn't just imagine that on my own. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like skin tight and. Yeah, and then but the funny thing is, is like you couldn't really talk out of the head, but they wanted me to. So uh-huh. and they wanted me to be like a debonair, Cary Grantish kind of cat. Of course. So like I would walk up and be like. This breaks on us, boys, or whatever. Like this, this awful Cary right. Grant is. Judy, Judy, thing. Oh, uh, god, it was terrible. But it, was, it was all muffled behind the. Yeah, it was all muffled. Oh, so. oh my god! Exactly. Ooh. Well, I'm glad to know about the San Diego chicken. Chicken. Chica. I'm going to look uh, him chicken. up on YouTube. Yeah, look him up. Check and out the, the check out the Philly fanatic while you're at it too. Yeah. Well, that's guy. I know that one. He uh, yeah. Well, and he inspired that, and actually, uh, he actually consulted really? on the yeah. I know all this stuff about him because we're researching him for a project. But, Whoa, uh, that's fun. But uh, he uh, yeah, he helped uh, actually you know talk to them about design things and uh, was just because he was the first one and they were looking for uh, when when he started to become a hit, everyone started. 
When did that happen? Do you know that? Uh, late 70s. Yeah. Mid, uh, mid 70s. Before that, there weren't mascots? There were mascots in like high school. College and high school. College, like but that, yeah, yeah, but no, not no in pro sports. No one thought to put it in pro sports? That is nope. so weird. And now they're there for the well, kids. Well, go chicken. Yeah. Is it that chicken still alive? Yeah, he's still doing it. He's uh, he's wow. still doing it. He does a lot of minor league games, and he does you know appearances all oh, over. Oh, you he's were serious that he's like a freelance chicken. Yeah, now. he's freelance now. Yeah, well, it was better than free yeah. range. Well, and the next step because <laughs> because he was never he was never hired by the team. Uh, he worked for the radio station. So then when he stopped working for the radio station, he could work anywhere he wanted, and so he would do NBA games and all kinds of stuff outside of just the baseball games. Whoa. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's been all over the world, and he's, he's performed for more people than, uh, than any other entertainer. Whoa. That's pretty crazy. What's his name? Ted Giannoulis. Wow. Yeah. I love this the new more you know. thing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But don't go it. stealing any of that. I actually just wrote a screenplay about it, so Damn. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at stuff, so sorry. <laughs> It'll be uh, coming to the screen really soon. <laughs> All right, well, my, law- my lawyers will be in contact with you. Great, I'm a lawyer too, so <laughs> awesome. Finally, I we look have forward. a podcast with litigation. This is <laughs> I look forward to our legal <laughs> battle. Me too. I love a good courtroom drama. So, uh, Game of Thrones just premiered. Game of Thrones, yeah. On the HBO. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. It's, very it's a very lighthearted fantasy romp. <laughs> <laughs> if by romp you mean a whole lot of women getting done from behind. Yeah, and that was incest. was a lot of that, and, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of beheadings and boobies. Right. It's the best way to and sum that up. And yeah. stuff. Sure. <laughs> there was a lot of butt stuff. There, there was, yes. Like that I one like, scene? I feel like Ooh. boobs and butts, though, is all, is all ca- premium cable Yeah, that's uh, why you pay. Now. For yeah, that's, yeah. That's, it feels that's... like HBO now especially has turned into like artsy Skinamax. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, and, and stars and all of them. Showtime I mean, I feel is like not even artsy. Showtime, yeah. Showtime it's is just, just like, take your shirt off, please. It's basically all, like to be an actor now in a, in a show, you have to be willing to like get down in, in crazy sex scenes. Yeah. Because like when That's I was a me. teenager, you know, and like any Don't possibility of story. seeing boobs on TV was like <laughs> the greatest thing ever, you had to right. work to find them. You know what I mean? Red like, Shoe Diaries. Like yes. And often they would were... come up or, or Dream On on HBO, which is a great funny yeah. show with Brian Benben, occasionally had boobs in it. And it was like, <laughs> hey, look, I'm rewarded. That kind of thing. Now it's like you just flip out any original series and it's like boob parade. Yeah. I don't even constantly. like boobs anymore. I need to see something real weird to get turned on. I don't well, think... Thankfully, I, Game of Thrones delivered. I don't think... Uh, I don't Peter Dinklage's first scene. I don't think boobs are ever gonna are ever going to get old me yeah. yeah me neither it's it's just you don't have them no well let me tell you they are a drag really they don't do anything they, well, no, well sure they do but not yeah, most of the time that's what i want to see a lot more their nature siren yeah, song there should be more lactating on tv <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gross. that is like i bet 20 2022 lactation is, that's one of is one lactation series and it's just gonna become yeah. the norm <laughs> yeah you're gonna see it everywhere real lactating housewives <laughs> <laughs> Finally. <laughs> they just squirt each other at fancy restaurants. <laughs> so I, did, I did not read the books that Game of Thrones. I didn't either. Uh, I recently found out that a friend of mine who I didn't think read at all uh, has read the books. So that was interesting to me. But, I didn't uh, even know about it. But I mean, yeah, apparently I really there's a huge it. fan base already. I don't really read. I don't, yeah. like, I don't like to do that reading thing. I don't like fantasy. Uh, Mad, I don't Mad think, Magazine counts as books, right? Sorry. Yeah. Mad Magazine counts as books. Uh, yeah. Oh, sure. I love to read. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really literate. I read a lot as a kid if Mad Magazine counts as books. 
read so many books as long as like whatever counts as a book. Yeah, does like, Calvin and yeah. Hobbes collections? It counts as a book, right? Does that? Yeah, Farside. I read a lot, but I just never got into any any kind of fantasy stuff. But I think after watching this, I feel like I'm worried that I might like it. I always thought I. I used like to it. love fantasy novels yeah. when I was like in junior high. I read like all the Piers Anthony Zanth series, and mm-hmm. I used to read all the Oz books when I was a kid. Like I like oh, that stuff. Oh, is Oz fantasy? In a sense, yeah. Yeah, I like that. As in The Wizard of Oz, not the prison show. No, no the prison the, show. I read like, those that's books, too. Stuff too. <laughs> <They're> great. <laughs> it, it taught really a young, impressionable books. mind like mine how to make a shiv, and, <laughs> you know, I learned a lot from it. Oh, man. Well, did you guys like the first episode? Uh, I did. Uh, I I mean, like I said, there's a lot of incest. Yeah. Like, a, a crazy amount of incest. I, yeah. I was, I, you know, I, I the, kind of took that first instance for granted, you know, and I was just yeah. like, oh, okay, so, because they're the weird... <laughs> You know, they're the weird couple who, uh, or you know, brother and sister yeah. team who are trying to pawn the sister off in a relationship, and then and then you get to that end scene. I was just like, wait, what? Hey, what? I know more. Yeah, <laughs> that was confusing. I really was disturbed by you know the the pretty blonde pristine girl that's getting sold off mm-hmm. to the savages. Yeah, and there's like that scene where. They're sitting in thrones and like there's this girl on all fours and like people are like fighting to get behind her. Yeah, that was really weird because yeah. all of their pants were on too. Right. Well, yeah, it wasn't like they were actually fighting to get in it. They just were fighting over the, the dance move. The it dance? was like a yeah. weird crunking. And it and it ended scene. in evisceration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just Ooh. seemed a little extreme. Yeah, the but, movie the, the, the show starts. I think. If you can make it through the first 15 minutes, you'll probably stick with the show. But, like, it starts out in a way that, like, if you don't like constant, like, guts. beheadings and sure. guts and things like that, you're not going to like the show. Yeah, like, well, and they're, and they're easing into the fantasy element. I mean, the, you know, they, oh, they mentioned... Always dragon egg. Yeah, they, they showed some dragon eggs, and they, you know, they're warming up to it. it. Right now, it could just might as well be, like, historical fiction, so... Which works for right. me. The Tudors. Now, those are some boobs yeah, I don't tutors. mind seeing. See, I like it with it's going to skew oh, yeah. in the fantasy side of things. Like, costume dramas bore me to death, but mm-hmm. if it starts to get a little fantastic, then I'll like it. Costume dramas bore you to death? You don't like the tutors? No. Okay. I, but there's boobs. <laughs> Podcast over. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Bryce. I like yeah, no problem. Nice having I get excited when people want to kill each other and stuff like that. I like the royal stuff. Yeah. Feels good. I'm, 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 enjoying the, uh, I'm enjoying drama. And I have a new theory a I've not yet fully cooked so it's perfect to talk about. <laughs> yeah you right. should bring it up now yeah, and, and a good expose idea. How, how undeveloped it is i was looking at those girls on the show uh-huh. and they wear those fancy dresses with the big bell sleeves and the tight bodices and i was thinking about all the girls that are into fantasy stuff and like how there's you know it's kind of like i don't want to say it's the same crowd as the furry people but I think <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is uh, all right it's sort of a similar, I would say, general set of people. And I Googled a little bit to see, like, is this a fetish? And it definitely is. Do sure. you think that it's a fetish because it's, like, the most coverage, body-wise? <laughs> okay, this isn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, I see the appeal of, like, liking those outfits because you get to be totally dressed when you're <laughs> doing it. Like, you could just wear right. one of those big, you yeah. know, it's just not put, so Just throw the showy. bustle up over your head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... I can't say I, that I know what the appeal is on that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not one of those Ren Fair people who. Uh, <gasps> I, I went some. to the Ren Fair this weekend, guys. You, you did, did really? this I weekend? Did, yeah, to Irwindale. Well, um, see, now um, that's a segue. Too. Yeah, and I didn't even notice it happened. Speaking of Ren Fairs, <laughs> mentioning Ren Fairs. Um, yeah, it's the biggest Ren Fair I think in the country, so they boast. Okay. And the first one, and it's twenty acres. 
Wow. And we ended up with free tickets, so we went. Um, sure. And, you know, after we paid $300, <laughs> um, I got my bodice on and... Just kidding. I didn't wear a costume. Did you get your bodice on this weekend? <laughs> Girl, I so got my bodice on. You know what Ren Fairs are? It's a pervert's excuse to be perverted in public because he uses a funny voice. I yeah. got hit on more at a Ren Fair than I've ever gotten hit on in my life. And it was like this. It was like all these ruddy-faced people <laughs> with ale. And this one man came up like five minutes. We're in there. And I'm just looking around. It's so weird. Everyone wants to talk to you. It's the most uncomfortable social They've all thing. got like mutton in their beards. Oh, yes. Yeah, everybody carrying around turkey really legs. They do, yeah. Everyone has a turkey leg in their hand. They, they all think they're really funny. And this one guy comes up, is it true what they say about tall women? I was like, um, like back off, Shrek. I was like, I don't know. What, what did they say? What is that exactly? Yeah, that they're worth the climb. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh, and then another uh, man told me he wanted to teach me how to handle his shaft because he was doing a javelin, uh, <laughs> javelin yeah. throw sort of thing. And he's like, do you know what I mean? They all talked like Shrek. You're right. <laughs> and I said, I think you mean sex stuff. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. Were you <laughs> like, good morrow. I said, good morrow. <laughs> good morrow, sir. <laughs> I want to go to one of those things but dressed as like Spock or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> just, just mess them up. Where have I landed? <laughs> <laughs> Captain, I seem to be in some strange time period. That would be yeah. really was funny. It, uh, was it role models that had the, uh, oh, yes. that had the face off of the, yes. uh, of the, yeah. That was so good. That was, was that the first, that was Ken Jong, right? As the king? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I think that was my first introduction to him oh really I think you hadn't so. seen him in uh i think he'd already done the hangover by then and uh no right hadn't he? i think role models was just before the hangover yeah i don't remember but i remember i was so we might need a fact check him. on that yeah but uh, i'm scared the intern on first it. Vanessa was right. i saw him in because he and he was doing like bit parts in other things like pineapple express and right uh, oh and that might have been like that too Oh, well, I really liked that vibe, that's all. Yeah. Oh, and uh, sorry, Knocked Up. He was the doctor. Oh, He was yeah. the pediatrician. Because he's uh, a real doctor. Uh, that was the... That, that was, might have been his first thing, That right? was the premise they put forward. I don't know if that's actually true. Was it he, is. is he a real he's doctor? He's still got his medical license. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. renewing it. Um, so, yeah, that was the big... But that was the... Yeah, that was the big promotional thing with that was Dr. Ken Jeong. I love it. Go, Ken Jeong. Yeah. You give us all hope. Me, I'm a doctor too, but I just switched to podcasting because so, I love it. Yeah, so it helps yep. that you know he's yeah. a good role model for Asian actors oh, like yeah. yourself. Yeah, I mean he helps me keep in tap with my culture. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is pop my culture. Yeah, it's a pot- cultural podcast. Oh, okay. Are we just now getting to the introduction? Yeah. Okay. And sorry. we have with us today. Hey, well, we should talk about Mr. Belvedere. Okay. Do you want to? Have I, you ever can. like? Have you ever watched that show? I've seen it. I've totally yeah. seen it. I've seen every episode. Did you think it was funny? Uh, yeah, kind of. Sometimes. Sometimes it was sad, huh? Sometimes it was sad. Okay. We did very special episodes on occasion. Oh, man. That's true. You guys did, actually. It's yeah. a fairly adult-themed episode. Oh, yeah. Um, not a lot of sitcoms at that time were tackling that stuff. That's right. Wesley had a friend with AIDS. Yes. Right. Who got it through a blood transfusion. Right? Yeah, he was a hemophiliac. And I made up a new word. Oh, what's for one that? one other kind of episode you guys do. Yeah. Molestisode. A molestisode. Yeah, we did have a molestisode. <laughs> you definitely had a molestisode. <laughs> we did have a, yeah, we were one of probably every show that had a molestisode. At some yeah, point. it became a kind of thing. It did. D- different strokes did it, and uh, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of shows. And I there. always love how when they had to advertise for those episodes, it was always like, on a very special, special. Mr. Yeah. Belvedere. Yeah, that was the only one, the uh, molestisode was the only one 
that didn't end with Mr. Belvedere writing in his journal. We actually did Whoa. like a we actually did like a PSA at the end of it where it was it was uh, Chris and myself uh, just sitting in a director's chair in front of the set talking to camera, like just talking to the audience, saying, you know, if anything like this happens to you. You should uh, tell someone. Just go with it. Yeah, just just just, just, just accept up, it. Go just accept it. it. It's going to be so much better for you for later it. on. But so this, you're this... anti-molesting? I, I am. I'm. I am anti-molesting. I will. I will go on the record as saying <laughs> I do not approve of molestation. Whoa. This isn't usually political, but there it is. There it is. That's my. Follow him on Twitter. When I run in 2012, that will be the The platform. That will be the platform. No molestation. It's gonna be you versus Trump. No molestation nation. Yeah, that's. I'm gonna use that. You can. Can I be your mascot? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I am, Mister No Touch. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Touch your fingers. I'm wondering. Good touch, bad. There touch. should be, a, yeah. There should be a female, a female mascot. Yeah, I've been hurt before. Yeah, that's the mascot. She's been hurt before. <laughs> I've been hurt she has before. Big tears on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she doesn't want to come out and entertain the crowd. She's really shy. Yeah. Withdrawn. No, no. This is a hey sad guys. topic. <laughs> <It sure is. laughs> Anyways, Mr. Belvedere, uh, you started the show when you were eight, I think. Uh, yes, yes, just about to be nine years old. Whoa! And ran for six seasons. It ran for six seasons uh, over five years. Uh, we came in as a mid-season replacement, so uh, we yeah we did six seasons till 1990, and uh, four of them I believe are out on DVD now. Oh, that's and, awesome! Uh, yeah, we uh, we recently got some of the cast together for the uh, for the season three. Uh, set we did uh we did some commentary which oh, was which was fun. fun uh that was a first for me so do you guys keep in touch uh kind of yeah they uh yeah the others keep in touch a little more than i do just because i'm you don't I'm, like them i'm just i'm kind of antisocial. i'm yeah. very bad at, at keeping up with people and uh uh which is which makes my twitter feed really awesome <laughs> yeah um, but uh but i uh yeah, we, we keep in touch a little bit, and, and Eileen is probably the best at, at getting everyone. Uh, Eileen played my mom yeah. on the show, and she's uh, she's probably the best at corralling everyone and, and keeping tabs on everyone. So I was watching clips of you guys on YouTube um, and, like, interviews back in mm-hmm. the day, and it was so funny. Like, I love the dynamic between everyone. Like, mm-hmm. was I – like, they were, they were talking about um, – He's like my real husband and like my real dad, you know, like the mm-hmm. dynamics between them was so funny. And then you said, and he's just like my real housekeeper. <laughs> was I was funny even then. You were so funny. <laughs> now, I'm curious, when you did these commentary tracks, like what's it like for you to, to watch like the young version of you doing these episodes? Yeah. Um, sometimes it's cringe inducing. Um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like to think that I've gotten better as an actor since then. <laughs> um, but... Uh, but you know it's 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 a little surreal cuz yeah. cuz you know you tend to it was so long ago, I mean it was 25 years ago that uh you tend to to forget that these things ever happened right. and especially that they happened to you you know so there's this sort of this sort of out of body perception of it as you as you look at that and and just try to relate that and but it does also you know it does help bring back memories of yeah. of what that time was like and so it it's not completely alien did you guys but, hang out with other people on the lot at all? Or? Um, sometimes. Uh, we had another show for a while that was shooting on our same soundstage. They shot uh, on the other side of it, and they would just turn the the uh, audience seats around. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah, and so they would shoot like in the middle of the week, and we would shoot uh, later because uh, 
you know, we would only need the set for the blocking part, you know, so we'd right. start with the table read and we'd be able to rehearse somewhere other than the set and then start to. So, uh, so there was a show briefly in there with us called, uh, Charlie and company with Gladys Knight and Jaleel White oh, fun. before he was nice. on, before pre-Urkel. he was on, yeah, pre Urkel. And, uh, <laughs> and so he was there quite a yeah. bit. Nice. But, uh. And who else was on that lot? General Hospital was on that lot, but I, oh. there weren't a, there weren't a lot of other kids. Yeah. So, so I was mainly I was mainly on my own. But uh, I got in trouble once for uh, who was I think when I think one of the episodes where was it Danny Cooksey was on. He was you know he was on different strokes. Mm-hmm. And right. He did an episode of Belvedere, and uh, I I think it was him that we uh, we stole one of those uh, those electric carts on Whoa. the lot and drove around. Yeah, we got in, we got in trouble for that. But you know Bad there wasn't kid. that much they could really do, which kind of sucks because you know. It was, it was not. It was not good. We should. There should have been. There should have been big repercussions for that. And and sadly, there there wasn't that much they could do. But I felt really later, bad about it. Two years later, you're stealing cars. Yeah. Did they just have Chris Hewitt come over and go, Wesley, Wesley, bastard? <laughs> uh, it must have been awesome though to work with like Chris Hewitt and. and it was, Bobby and Kirk. you know he uh, he was fantastic, and he had you know come from a lifetime on the stage yeah. and a brief stint on uh, Fantasy Island, and uh, and he. Was, he'd played Captain Hook on. Uh, was he as classy as he seems? He, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh no, he wasn't. No, he Why'd was. Why did his voice go up? He was. Well, just because he, <laughs> uh, you know, he was, uh, he was a consummate professional. But yeah. he was, but you know, by that point, he's you know sort of aging, and he wore the same kind of like, uh, what do you call those, uh, uh, pantsuits? Not pantsuits, but the the yeah, like a leisure, well, like a like a one piece. Whoa! You know. Uh, oh, I know what, what you mean. They, well, I'm yeah, yeah. Think what they're called? I just uh, heard this term the other day, and I'm I'm blanking on it. It's but, like a uh, jumpsuit. But yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a jumpsuit, but you know, it's uh, like like uh, like what uh, Francis wears in uh, in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, right. where they're like yeah, yeah. monogrammed right. on the pocket and the whole deal. Um, so he would wear those all the time, and uh, but uh, he was a classy guy. Uh, he was great, and uh, and he was great with kids. He was great with me. Yeah, and uh, and. And we would even, you know, we would do our notes sessions uh, uh, before the taping. We would do our notes sessions with the director in his dressing room. Oh, wow. So we'd all just sit around. And, and he was, and he, you know, uh, he uh, was a stickler about all the old uh, theater superstitions. Like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't whistle in the in the studio and you couldn't. Uh, I didn't even know that was one. Yeah, the that, that one actually, there's that. a reason for that one that I happen to know, which is that uh, the old stagehands all used to be, were ex-sailors. Because it was all, you know, it was all oh, dealing yeah. with ropes, ropes. and, and stuff right. like that. So they would signal to each other with whistles. So if you, if you as an actor were on the stage and just and whistling, you oh. were likely to get like a sandbag dropped on your head. Oh. So it was a safety thing. That is a funny career move from sailor to yeah, stage from hand. sailor to stagehand. But uh, <laughs> those were the days when that was, you know, that's how you made extra yeah. money. Uh, anyway, so he would. Uh, he would obey all those things. You know, we couldn't say Macbeth and things right. like that on the on the stage and. Uh, and then he also had like weird little things with like smacking gum. He hated, he hated oh. people chewing gum loudly around him. I don't blame him. Yeah. <laughs> he was really adept at comedy too. Like, uh, yeah. and producers, he's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah. That. And, uh, I mean, I think he has that, that actor's approach to comedy where like he plays right. it really straight, but understands the beats of the language and the stuff. It's, yeah. I always, he was thinking he was hilarious. And then Bob Uecker is like the exact opposite side of the comedy spectrum. Right. I think it's one of the reasons the show worked so well yeah. is you know the clash there and right yeah he and he because he was so loose and improvisational and you know came from sports casting and and then all these other you know shows that were born out of that that were all sort of you know uh, 
reality style, I guess you would say. It was mainly just him off the cuff. So he had this whole sort of raw comedy side, and he's an extremely funny guy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, still, and is and just remembers everything from his life. We we recently uh, uh, we we all got together. He was he happened to be in town. So uh, Eileen organized a little a little dinner for us all to get together, oh. and uh, which was really cool. It was the first time we'd all been in the same place in in probably ten years or so, and uh, and he, he just can regale us with stories all all night. It was uh, it was really great. That's awesome. That's rad. If I say uh, Brock Toon, does that mean anything? Brock, to you? Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, it is. It is all right to want to send Mr. Belvedere a letter. <laughs> it is not all right to want to keep him in my basement and skin him. <laughs> Put him in a jar because his breath will fog up the glass. <laughs> and yes. then I couldn't see him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, such, such a bizarrely great sketch. Yeah. Too. It is. I think they included that on one of the DVD sets. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. That's I think, awesome. I'm pretty sure that's on, I think, maybe the season one and two set. So yeah. good. And we were just watching the <laughs> SNL sketch, um, and it was... Right, just to fill everyone in, if they don't know what that that is, what we're talking about, yeah, um, it was a yeah. it was a Tom Hanks, uh, right? He was hosting, he's hosting, and it's the meeting of the Mr. Belvedere fan club at this like uh, community center, community center, center or yeah. Yeah. Inn or something like right. that, and it just gets weirder and weirder as it goes, and it's paced really loosely, which we noticed. Yeah, that, it's like yeah, it's it a is. totally different era of SNL where they right. were slower and weirder, and like yeah, it's just the whole thing is really bizarre, and it doesn't all it's not all jokey. It's just like. Really weird. It's yeah. so good, though. I love it so much. It's a fantastic sketch. Really and, good. Yeah, yeah, Phil Hartman and, uh, and Chris Farley. Chris, Chris Farley, Farley, yeah. Adam Sandler, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Good stuff. And what's her name? Victoria. Victoria, Victoria Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. It's been on this subscription mm-hmm. lately. Mm-hmm. A little off the reservation. Yeah, a little Victoria. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> and also... Mr. Belvedere had one of my favorite theme songs of all time. <gasps> oh! Yeah, Leon Redbone. Leon Redbone, awesome, so good. And I just found out what else he did. He did Cheers and Punky. Leon Redbone did, or, right? Is no, it, is that he did any... not do Cheers. I'm pretty sure. No, he Wait. didn't. You would Let know his voice. You would no, know I his voice. The guy that wrote them. Oh, the guy who wrote three. the theme. Yeah. Okay. Let's Isn't that crazy? Oh, that might be possible. Because Leon Redbone definitely did not perform the Cheers. No, no, okay. I'm wrong, but I'm still. Everybody knows your name. That's what it would be. Bust out your iPhone. Check it out. I'm checking it out. I know that I'm right, though, about Have you seen the new iPhone commercials? For Verizon? No, the ones from Apple. It's the... And let me start by saying that I'm totally one of those Apple snobs who's just like, Apple's so great, and why would anyone use a Windows PC? And and so I'm totally one of those obnoxious douchebags. But uh, then... With the iPhone, I don't have an iPhone, by the way, because I, I back in the day, I wasn't going to switch to AT&T. You also like being able to make calls. I like being able to make calls. <laughs> you and, like to use and, your phone for a phone? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, so the new iPhone ads, and I get that you want to you promote that your product is better than other products, but they've gone like straight up smug. Like the, they've got smug. this voiceover that's just like, if you don't have an iPhone, you can't do this, it and like you Bravo. can't do that. Is it the voiceover guy from Bravo. It might Only be. Only on Bravo. Only on Bravo. Mm. <laughs> He's a little snot. That's the way I feel every time I hear his voice. It really yeah. does. Like because all the all the spots are now is like somebody holding up their phone and like scrolling through it and protesting yeah. apps with the voiceover. Like if you don't have the iPhone, you don't have access to all these apps. And blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So basically, if you don't have an iPhone, you don't have an iPhone. <laughs> and you should. Right. Why would you, you spend money on anything else, you idiot? You stupid, poor idiot. <laughs> um, Gary Portnoy wrote 
Right, Gary Portnoy, yes. Cheers, Punky Brewster and Mr. Belvedere. Okay. Oh. What a catchy guy. Yeah. There you go. Go Gary Portnoy. Man, I love that guy. Next. And it's not often that you would ever hear, like, <laughs> it's not often that you would hear the full version of the theme song, because they cut it down a lot. Right, yeah, there was, there was, yeah, there's the big one, and then, and then, uh, yeah, you do, you know, shorter openings for, so you could get more, so you could pack the episode more with Belvedere. more comedy, yeah. more Belvedere comedy. Mm-hmm. And I'm more like, hey, Belves, why don't you, like, cut down your journal entries <laughs> yeah. so we can hear the entire Edit, theme song? Edit, man. Yeah, you know, oh, less right. is more. <laughs> yeah, and this is before the days of like you know download it on iTunes. So right. you, you can just like on iTunes go on iTunes if you don't have iTunes. <laughs> You're bored, stupid. That's all. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Apple. I really like your products too. I know. I do. T- I'm. 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 I'm fully Apple all the way, except oh. on the phone front. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I do. I do have the iPhone, but it has things that I love about it and things that frustrate me. I throw yeah. mine sometimes. Whoops. Yeah. I get mad. <laughs> well, you have you have protection for it. Yeah, I do. Did you see? I saw it. It's, it's blingy. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's my girl. It's bedazzled. <laughs> it is bedazzled. It's encrusted in jewels. Jewels. <laughs> Beautiful. Jewels. Precious jewels. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game so, of Thrones. <laughs> so, to, so to wrap up some Belvedere talk. Okay. Um, Cole's got more. He loves Mr. No, well, no I, I think it's funny how many like f- fake rumors there are about. Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. Like, there's just weird things associated, like that Rob Stone. Right, that Rob Stone. Brother. Which, I, which I can understand. You know, the rumor right. that, that he was Marilyn Manson, which, which kind of makes sense, because in the makeup and everything, they do, Look they have, similar. like, similar bone structure. Yeah. And, like, you could go, like, I wonder what that guy looks like under there. Uh, that is funny. That weirdly, at one point, I, I read somewhere online that that turned into that rumor turned into the idea that I was Marilyn Manson, which I think <laughs> was a total like someone said, "Hey, did you know that guy from Mr. Belvedere is Marilyn Manson?" And someone probably you just wear a lot of me. eyeliner. I mean, I, I I know I I have too much guy liner on right now, but I'll I can go wash it off. It'll make you more comfortable. <laughs> Um, so you're not Marilyn Manson. I'm not Marilyn Manson. I, I can. Okay, let me cross. I'm, out. I'm going on the record a lot today to yeah. say that. Had all these questions. I'm, I'm anti. I'm anti molestation, and I'm not Marilyn Manson. <laughs> you're being really risky. Can't you're ask lose you some about fans. the dope show. So, <laughs> you know, if you follow that logically too, that could imply that Marilyn Manson is pro molestation. Promo. Yeah, he's, he's promo. <laughs> promo. <laughs> Gross. And of Ew. course, the uh, the other rumor was the the Chris Hewitt that he that he sat on his balls. Yeah, that uh, which apparently was started by Adam Sandler in one version of the story. I love how you guys are both like, yeah, that rumor. What is this rumor? Can it's it's on Urban Dictionary. Like the, the term to Belvedere oneself is is on Urban Dictionary Ew. as like. Uh, yeah, no, this is, and it's in writers' rooms all over Hollywood Wait, that like people, people like tell to this do story. That? Is it a good thing to do? No, it's not. It's, it's not. An it's uh, in in the story. It was so painful that he that he yelled and and shook the fluorescent lighting, and it was oh. during a table read. Apparently, um, Wait, you don't think it happened. I'm, I, you know, I can't, I can't be one hundred percent certain, <laughs> but uh, I was at nearly every table read, yeah. and I don't ever remember. I would remember that happening. I th- I would think so. Uh, also, I think. <laughs> also, I you know I'm pretty up on who our all our guest stars were, and and I don't remember Adam Sandler ever coming by the set when he was supposedly yeah. the one who who uh, started it, it, this. I'm so. just working on a lot here, and I'm just wondering if I could uh, sit in on the table. <laughs> could, could I do? Could Adam I do? Could Sandler. I just see it? Can I on? I thought it was interesting too that Willie Garson had a role in the show. I didn't. Yeah, realize that, yeah, so. yeah. He had a recurring as uh, as Kevin's good friend from uh, uh, I guess high school. Yeah, they were they were playing high school kids at that age. 
Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, and so uh, and I see him around occasionally and just say hi. Nice. Hello. You ever see That's Robert nice. Goulet around? Hello. Goulet was on the show. Uh, I don't, yeah, Goulet was on the show three times. He was? Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. That is amazing. Yeah. He, playing himself. Playing himself. That is Are we allowed funny. to sing on here? I totally, yeah. did, I totally did my Goulet impression in our commentary on the season three. We had one of the Goulet episodes on there. Listen, George. Ooh. <laughs> on a clear day, rise and look around you. <gasps> and you'll see who you are. And just thank you. That was nice. exciting. That's uh, I, I like to show up Will Ferrell on my Goulet impression. <laughs> hey, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I mean, it, let's let's be honest. His Goulet impression is funny, but it's not that accurate. Yeah, okay. Right? It's okay. not that accurate. <laughs> hey, uh, he could do better. <laughs> you could up your Goulet game. <laughs> yeah, come on. So you're also pro Goulet? Uh, sure. No. Why not? On the fence about him? No, I'm totally. I I pro guess Goulet. I'm pro Goulet. I was. I'm pro <laughs> Beetlejuice. Love that movie. Oh man. He's in that. What a movie. What a movie. I love Beetlejuice. Holds up. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's kind of Are we going to see now. some ghosts or not? <laughs> That's one of the things he says. That's one of the things he says. That was my goulet again. Was nice. No, that, that was good. Game. I know sometimes I just sound like him, so. Yeah. No, I thought that you were doing him. Okay, good. I didn't think you were just like that. I'm not doing him. Let's, for okay. the record, let me go what? on record again as saying I'm no. anti-molestation, I'm not Marilyn Manson, and I'm not doing Robert Goulet. You are such a buzzkill. Sorry. <laughs> I'm full of no's today. Yeah. Just a no guy. Well, let's have some yeses and talk about Drama 3-4. Yes. Yes. So this is your production company. Yes. That you founded? Yes. yes. No. Uh, sort of. Uh, my, my writing partner, David Fickus, uh, uh, started it when he did his independent feature uh, out of college. He actually started it before that. Uh, doing independent uh, student productions at USC. Um, and uh, he named it after the, the high school drama class that he took with our other partner, Josh Uranga. And uh, so that's how it began. And then uh, Josh and I sort of came on, it came on officially after our sketch show was getting some attention. We did a live sketch show called Another Showcase Showdown, uh, or ASS. As it's abbreviated. What? Yeah. <laughs> that I was sort see of what accident. you did there. Um, but uh, that was that show had started to get some attention, and we went to uh, we went to Aspen for the U.S. Comedy Arts Festival in 2002, awesome. and so we were in all these development talks, and and the the studio executives uh, didn't know exactly who to interface with. They were sort of looking at us as this big cast of actors right. who you know all had different representation, and and were kind of. You know, we started to get to the point where, like, people were even thinking of cherry-picking out certain people oh. to build a show. And uh, and anyway, eventually that whole thing kind of fell apart on the TV negotiation side. And uh, we decided that uh, that we really needed to sort of solidify Drama 3-4 as, as a production company, as, a, as an actual entity, so that you, these people had someone to deal with on a, from a business angle. Yeah. So... Uh, so Josh and I came on officially, and Dave and I started doing more more writing together, and that eventually led to a TV show on VH1 called I Hate My 30s, uh, which starred a bunch of our our regular people, including me and Dave and uh, and uh, others. And uh, we wrote all eight episodes, and we uh, Dave and I wrote all eight and co-directed all eight, That's and awesome. uh, yeah, EP and did all the editing <laughs> for Whoa. like six months of post. And That's great that you guys are so self-sufficient too. Yeah, like, we uh, that do it all. Yeah, that was kind of the point of it was to to really be able to do everything soup to nuts because yeah. you know Dave came up as a filmmaker as well as an actor, and uh, and I've I'm self-taught in editing and and you know motion graphics yeah. and all these other things, animation and. 
and so we really try to uh, we we like to be able to do as much as we can in house as much as possible because uh, it just makes it easier and cheaper for people to work with us uh, because you're you're not necessarily hiring the big crews and spending all the money. So we we've done a lot of uh, we've done a lot of smaller things in particularly in new media. Uh, web series, a lot of branded stuff, industrial type things. Uh, so you know, some of it's not as high profile. Some of yeah. it you can see online. Some of it you can't. You know, we, on your YouTube. On our YouTube, you can see some of it on our website, drama34.com, and uh, yeah, our YouTube is uh, youtube.com/drama34productions. Got it. Do people call it drama thirty four? Uh, they do. They do. Yes, they do both them. of those things. Yeah, we uh, we are real. Uh, our company real. We actually did as like a little scene with with us and an agent, Liam Sullivan. Uh, right? Liam Sullivan. Yeah, who was also one of our regulars on I Am My Thirties. Yeah, and he I did the Kelly videos. If people don't know, right? It, that's, yeah. yeah, he won a People's Choice Award for that. Wow. Once upon a time. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's oh, great. Yeah. So we used him as our uh, as our agent character who is you know sort of getting everything wrong about yeah. us calls us drama three quarters and and uh but it's fun you know it's a it's an it's a creative way to do a reel that's more than just a bunch of clips so. right and there's some really funny shorts on there there's things like um well deliverance the musical right yeah but f- er. but but f- for mm-hmm. 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 you uh, guys know what i mean no yeah. football for old men yeah that was uh that one uh, w- uh was a submission for the uh, mtv they did like an MTV movie spoof uh, category for their uh, for the MTV Movie Awards at one point, and uh, we entered in that. And uh, we had actually originally done it for our sketch show, and but we entered that in there and and uh, got to go to the uh, got to go to the show and all kinds of stuff. That was cool. That's cool. And Deliverance the musical uh, went to Slamdance Film Festival. Oh, so, that's fun. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Anyway, this is all. That's all in the past, though. It's not <laughs> in the past. It's part of who you are. It's current. It's it's part of it's part of my. My tapestry, and it's a lot of fun content to just check out too. It is, yeah. I hope I hope uh, people will go there. It's uh, it's we have we have a, a wide, uh, a long library of, yeah. of stuff that we've done. Our most recent thing uh, that's up there, we did a, a parody of uh, Red Riding Hood. We did a trailer oh, for uh, for that. Locks of Gold, yeah, starring that's really funny. Allison Hayslip from G Four, and now yeah. she's now she's on The Voice. Uh, coming up on uh, NBC, oh, she is? I think. yeah, she's oh, uh, wow. she's doing uh, she's doing correspondence for that show. Oh, that's nice. fun. Yeah, I'm excited about those. I'm seeing a lot of Christina Aguilera lately. Yeah, yeah, work it, girl. Work she's those all over the place. <laughs> she sure is. Work those curves. Own those curves. That's mm. right. Mm. Let's uh, <laughs> get my love for Christina out there. There's more of her to see now, but <laughs> it's there awesome. Is. It works for me. <laughs> Whatever's going on. Depression, whatever. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's do firsts. Let's do them. Uh, we do first every podcast episode. It's a different question of relating to a first time something. Okay. Uh, the question for this one is: What was the first short film or video you remember making when you first had access to a video camera, like when your parents bought one, or you know, Mr. Belvedere? Was the answer the first one that I made? Yeah. Uh, I don't do a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't do a lot of actual camera myself. So I I was never usually the one uh sort of motivating yeah. those those shorts. I think uh wow, let's see. The first one that I did kind of by myself. I think the first one might have been an animation actually. Oh wow. Uh I did I did a short called Choke Spot Choke that actually just got pulled from YouTube <laughs> for being uh it it's it was it got accepted to this uh, Spike and Mike Sick and Twisted Animation Festival on the condition that I edit it down because the end of it was so dark what that happened? even they didn't want it. 
and it's something called Sick and Twisted. That yeah, was too the dark. Sick and Twisted Animation oh, Festival. Oh no! Thought the end of my short was too dark. <laughs> um, it, it it is. It goes to a very dark place. But uh, so it's it's kind of uncomfortable humor. But uh, I that's probably the first thing that I wrote. Uh, and saw through to completion, you know, pretty much totally independently. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, I did all the illustration myself. And, and uh, it's, it, you know, uh, my friend uh, Ken Michael was the one who helped me animate it because at the time, uh, you know, I was working only in Photoshop and didn't right. really know anything about editing software and stuff. So uh, he kind of helped me put that together. So How long was it? It's, uh, gosh, it's not very long, maybe like, Three minutes, something like that. Two, two and a half minutes or so. And it's about killing something. It's uh, it starts. It, it's sort of a, it's a, it's a, a Dick and Jane primer or primer, however you want. Mm. You know, they say primer oh, yeah. in uh, in Contact in the movie right. Contact. They say primer. <laughs> um, that's where I get most of my pronunciation. Right. That's from. that's how I figure out how to how to talk. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's like an old Dick and Jane book. Yeah. You know? So it's like Dick meet Jane, Jane meet Dick, mm. and uh, I'm doing the voiceover. And, uh, but it, it gets very dirty very quickly. And then there's like, you know, dogs smoking pot and, uh, and lots of sex. And then, and then it turns yeah. into this whole murder suicide thing. That's the part Whoa. they wanted to get rid of. They were like, that's, that's too far. <laughs> and then it was remade as Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> um, I think for me, like my parents bought one of those like big, like VHS loaded video cameras that was like, you told, I had to do on your shoulder. Like you were like a video right. journalist in Beirut or something, you know, like uh-huh. one of those big things. Um, and I remember I played around with that and I would do like little crappy animations and things with that. Cause you could do like the frame by frame stop motion kind right. of stuff on there. Yeah. So I would, I, I did a thing for my, I was in a filmmaking class in high school cause they had that. And, uh, we had to do like one 10 minute, whatever. So mm-hmm. I just, it was just a collection of like weird, like experiments with the camera Whoa. I did. And, like one is like, my friend was like really into like trying to do like horror movie makeup with like liquid latex or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we like made up his hand to like, like with fake skin over it and then slowly like peeled it back yeah. in animation style. Yeah. Um, you don't you even know, need makeup that. to do that though. You can you just really use don't. like you Elmer's peel glue. Your skin off. Exactly. Oh. You just put Elmer's glue <laughs> on there and then let it dry and then you peel it off. I used to love doing that. Yeah, wasn't that Ooh, fun? Felt so good. Ooh. I did that. I did like a cat's view of the world or something or like <laughs> I held down the camera at the floor and yeah. ran around the house and then I put like Joe Satriani's Satch Boogie over it to be like it's super fun and I don't know so it was one of those kinds of things and at the time it was like everybody else was just like had no creativity in what they were doing so I Whoa, felt pretty proud of it. Whoa, you feel like you really shown it. At the t- well I mean in the class it was like yeah. literally people were just like yeah. hey here's Cindy at her locker say hi Cindy it was like a lot of that yeah. right. so I was like oh look it's a cat yeah, <laughs> you can, around. You can tell uh, you can tell who's got talent and, and who doesn't by uh, by looking at you know what they choose to do yeah. w- with a camera. My first thing was that I remember doing was my, with my best friend when we were like nine we wrote this play <laughs> already you can tell this is gonna be good it's gonna be great starts in the future <laughs> these two girls are having so much fun at like the zoog party like we made up all these words we're like oh my gosh that's so smart that they talk different and then <laughs> something happened and one girl fell into a huge hole and they went back in time but wow. back in time she didn't recognize me anymore and i was just i was a girl from the future stuck <laughs> stuck in the past and i was asking about my <laughs> I remember this was my, our most clever part. I was like, do you have any Dr. Pepper? And she's like, there's no doctor around here. <laughs> <laughs> How far in the past did you go back? 
<laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> and then we pulled the small intestines out of a goat. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> like that would happen. Never mind. Anyway, uh, that was mine. Nice. <laughs> we taped it and we did different locations and stuff, so it was pretty cool. Big production. Wow. Yeah. 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 How was craft service? Good. It was pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Her mom of... made us some peanut butter jelly sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Mac and cheese and lemonade. <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's do my this or that. Okay, let's do it. Uh, this is a fun I put fun in quotes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, game that we'll we do. see if it's fun. Yeah. We'll uh, see. We'll be the judge of that. So uh, the category for this, this or that is Dune character or European basketball player. Oh, all right. I'm going to read you ten names that are either characters from the Frank Herbert, David Lynch sci-fi classic Dune. Okay. Or an NBA basketball player originally from Europe. I'm I'm pretty familiar with the with Dune the movie. So then you're going to do very well. Okay. Maybe. Uh, So if I was to say, uh, I'm going to botch all these pronunciations up. All right. Uh, Paul Atreides, that's the lead character Colin McLaughlin played in the movie. Right. Uh, Or if I was to say Darko Milicic, that's the player the Detroit Pistons took number one in the draft over (laughs) Carmelo Anthony. Do my answers have to be that specific? No. Yes. Okay. Uh, So here we go. Uh, You just got to say Dune or basketball. Right. Okay, good. Number one, uh, Peter DeVries. I think that's Dune. It is Dune. Dune. Uh, Played by Brad Dourif. DeVries right, is a okay. mentat, a yes. human specially trained to perform mental functions rivaling computers, which are forbidden universe-wide. Whoa. Wow. Uh, number two, Zaza Pachulia. I'm going to say basketball. And you are correct. Whoa. Uh, he's from <laughs> Georgia. Zaza That's a name. <laughs> he plays center for the Atlanta Hawks, where he averaged 11.7 points and 7.9 rebounds uh, per game during the 2005-06 season. Fancy guy. What a yeah. name. Zaza and Zsa should get together. Yeah. Smoke some stuff. Zaza Pachulia's paddles. Um, all right, number three. <laughs> <laughs> Zuzu's paddles. I really just got awful. it. Um, we can scratch that right now. <laughs> uh, number three, uh, Beno Udre. Uh, I think that's Dune. I'm going to say Hoops. It is Hoops. Basketball uh, player. It's from Slovenia. It. Uh, he was a backup to Tony Parker for the San Antonio Spurs, and now he plays at the Sacramento Kings. All right. See, this is this is a good game for me because I don't really know sports, and I kind of know Dune, so I really do have to guess. <laughs> there you go. That's all I can do ever. Uh, number four, Vladimir Harkonnen. Uh, that is Dune. That is Dune. I agree. Uh, played by Kenneth McMillan, commonly referred to as the Baron, Baron Harkonnen. Right. His title is officially Siradar or Planetary Governor Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a bad guy. Number five, uh, <laughs> Tabo Cephalusha. Uh, hoops. Oops. He is a basketball yeah. player from Switzerland. Yeah. He's a shooting guard for the Good Oakland. Job. All right. High five. There you go. We did it. No big deal. Uh, number six. <laughs> kind of a big deal. Number six, Gurney Halleck. Uh, Dune. That is Dune, Dune. played by Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Halleck is a talented Patrick minstrel Stewart. skilled in the use of the ballaset. What's that? It's That's that. Like uh, it's like kind the. Of I don't know, I think, isn't that the, uh, is that the... Uh, it's stringed, I think. Is it that, that force field uh, fighting oh. thing? There's the, you know, they get, like, encased in these, like, right. yeah, box yeah, yeah. things, deals. So it's not an instrument, it's a weapon? I think so. I could be wrong. Sounds like a weapon. I'm sure I'm sure we'll get an email from somebody who will know. Yeah. My parents have actually read the book, so they'd probably be schooling me on all this. Right. You silly boy. Yeah. Don't even know what a skabathis is anymore. <laughs> Why? <laughs> who are these kids today? <laughs> Uh, number seven, Fade Rotha. That's Dune. That is Dune. Played by That's Sting. He's played by Sting, yeah. He's <gasps> the younger nephew of the Fade. Baron. Fade. Wow. Fade. Uh, number eight, Kirilo Fashenko. Hoops. Hoops. 
Yeah, from the Ukraine. He plays for the Utah Jazz. He wears a size 18 shoe, owns Whoa. a 7'4 wingspan, and he's a 9'4 standing reach. Jeez. I bet he has big dreams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of basketball stardom. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Number nine, uh, Thufir Hawat. And again, I'm sure I'm butchering the pronunciations. Uh, Okay, I'll say hoops. Dune. Dune. Sorry. Played by Freddie Jones. Hawat is the Mentop Master of Assassins. Played by Freddie Jones? Yeah. I don't even remember him in that. Sure enough. And finally, number 10, Ninad Krishtik. Ninad Krishtik. Hoops. Yeah, hoops. Yep. Yeah! He's from Serbia. He, he played for the Celtics, the Nets, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Wonderful. around a lot. Well done. Thank you. Now Not here's bad. some questions from me. Are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> Molestation. Yeah. Pro or con? Con. I <laughs> so am anti-molestation. <laughs> I'm sticking to my story. Okay. You can cross out the Marilyn Manson question. Yeah, I got it. I got <laughs> right. it. We have one question now. Um, this is inspired by Deliverance, the musical. You know All right. I mean? So you've you, seen it? Yes. Wonderful. Good job. Thank you. Now, if you had to adapt another, let's say, Sophie's Choice. If you had to adapt mm-hmm. Sophie's Choice into a musical, yes. what would your big show-stopping number be? And there would need to be dancers. <laughs> I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think the show-stopping number would have to be called "Oh, what a horrible choice." <laughs> <laughs> sort of like "Oh, what a beautiful morning" yeah, right, in I Oklahoma. Like that. And uh, yeah, it would have to be. Oh, what, a, what was the other part of the question? Like, there just needs to be dancers involved in some way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think the uh, the people on the train yeah. would be dancing, <laughs> and uh, and you know some some goose-stepping Nazis, of yeah. course, and uh, and then you know Meryl Streep doing doing oh. twirls and tearing her hair out, and yes. you know very melodramatic like. Like leaning back and forth from one kid to the oh, other, and who, who? which Pro, one con. will I choose? <laughs> oh man, that's a good song. That is good. I had a it's a quick aside, but I, my old sketch group, I had a sketch I wrote that we just never could quite get right, and that was back when like every sketch group had their like the musical parody of something. Yeah. yeah. So mine was Lorenzo's old musical, uh-huh. and we had, <laughs> had written like two little ditties, which was Oh we sweat. And we toil trying to find Lorenzo's oil. Uh-huh. And then the other was waiting to die. <laughs> it's no fun dying so young. Believe me, guy. Those are the two little ditties. I just never went any further than that. We'd always like sing those little asides as jokes. We're like, we're never going to actually do this because yeah. we don't want to be that group right now. We uh, In our behind the scenes, we, we, we built a DVD. This is back when we made our own DVDs uh, because that was the only way to get anything out to anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we made a DVD for Deliverance the Musical when we were taking it Slam Dance, so we could hand out you know as promotional stuff. We did a lot of behind the scenes things, and one of the bits that uh, that uh, Dave did was uh, was in our brainstorming session. He was coming up with uh, a song for uh, the Accused the musical. Oh man! And, yeah, there was there's it's some it's some bad stuff. Uh, Good bad. Yeah. <laughs> what what was the song? It was uh, I just wanted to play pinball. Yeah, it was like <laughs> one two three four. Pound that pussy till it's sore. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Yeah, that was that was one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty classy. One of our one of our classiest jokes. <laughs> one of our classiest. Jo- We've got a lot of really classy jokes. Classy stuff. By the way, go watch uh, Butt Effer. I did. Um, that's yeah. I'm I'm in that one as well. I love it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, shocking. All, uh, also classy. Yeah. Also very very yeah, classy. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Look at all your golden rings. 
Those didn't just happen. <laughs> I, you, <laughs> yeah. I I can't I can't uh, I can't stop the fever. Right, now we're gonna have to Photoshop a bunch of bling in this photo. Hey, no, they're really lot. there. Okay, have you ever seen an Olsen twin in person? I think I must have. <gasps> I mean, I was around during the Full House times. Did you see those kids? Uh, oh, calm down, Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Too excited. Um. I don't know. I used to. Uh, I knew Candace Cameron and I knew Jody Sweeten because she. You guys also, did math together. Yeah, we did so much <laughs> math. So much math. Uh, we both lived in Long Beach, so we actually wound up uh, commuting together once oh, in a while weird. to like to like you know charity events and yeah. things like that. Um, uh, so I must have met them at some point or seen them. They're so little. They're, they're so, even littler they're then. So, they were so small. They're probably smaller actually now than they were when they were babies. <laughs> <laughs> They've been regressing. Shrinking. Okay, now I have another question. There's an ogre that's you've made very mad because you accidentally pulled his toe. It was uh, a long, okay. long thing leading up to that, but that's what oh, happened. So many mistakes in my yeah. life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet him during Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, would you? He's given you an option for your punishment. You get one of two things. Okay. You can have a butthole for a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> or all of your fingers are pinky toes. Um, I think I'm going to take the finger pinky toes. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, it would. Be, you can't do anything with your hands now. It would be freakish, but, uh, but I, I could yeah. learn. I could learn to live with that. I mean, I think the butthole for a mouth would just put too many people off. Yeah, unless there's people that love butts, and then they, you got two. You'd be yeah, so cool. But, yeah, uh, for a certain crowd of people. <laughs> for a certain crowd of people, but I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to interact with those guy. people. <laughs> How much peyote did you do before you wrote that question? <laughs> you know, the best part is really imagining it. No, that's not a, that's not a good part at all. That's the part I like least. <laughs> Just light me up when I think of these. Okay. Give the choice. <laughs> um, now, if you had a skeleton key and transportation to anywhere you and access, this is a great question, all right? And access to all prank materials. Okay. Obviously. And the skeleton key opens every door in the yeah. world. Okay. You can, and you can go transportation, you can get anywhere, and you have okay. the whole prank store. Okay. Who would you prank? <laughs> what would you do to them? <laughs> prank. The whole prank store, man. Uh, I'm sure you have a stock prank. answer for this. <laughs> I, you know, I was, I was preparing so for today, and I was thinking, like, gosh, I got to remember my prank store, my prank, my prank <laughs> situation. Uh, <laughs> who would I prank, and what would I do? Uh, I think I would prank the president. Yeah, man, Obama. He's here today. He isn't yeah. He's in town. Yep. So I would, I would drop by Sony. I would drop by the Sony lot, <laughs> and uh, and I would uh, I would change the words on his teleprompter. <gasps> oh, you could make him say "duty, duty, duty." Yeah, <laughs> I think it's important for Americans right now to duty, 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 duty. duty. Beckham, back Bryce Beckham. Who <laughs> <laughs> gave that guy the key to this place <laughs> and the prank store? That's a whoopee cushion. Too. That guy's been out to get me for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Some ogre must have made him a very happy man. Okay, this is my last one. You're asked to create a family show okay. centered around a precocious young star. All right. For the supporting cast, you're given yourself, All right. Peter Dinklage, and Queen Latifah. <laughs> Tell Finally. me about this show. <laughs> Finally. I think it's called Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, 
I would I would use that as an opportunity to uh, to catch up with what Wesley's been doing. I would see him <laughs> as an adult and make his son because he's totally the type of guy who who deserved to have a son just like him. Oh yeah, destroying his life. So I think you I think you develop like the next generation of Wesley and have that kid be the star of the show. And then like I would you know as Wesley play his dad. Yeah. And then you know Peter Dinklage and Queen Latifah are like his teachers at school who have to deal with the horrible crap he gets into. You could, oh, you could call it better than all the Wes. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. The very last. <laughs> well, you did a really good job on my questions. Oh, thanks. Yeah. A lot of people have better failed than most? before you. Yeah. Many I, have failed. I am, uh, I am exceptional. Yeah, you are really exceptional. We can follow you on Twitter. You want to tell us how? Sure. Uh, I already do, it's, but it's, this is for everyone It's else. my name. You do at my name. Oh, uh, an at, at, which is at, like a, you hold the shift key down. And two, and two I think. Yeah. It's like an A with like, it, like, with a, like a curly a, tail. It's out of control. It's a right. piggy A. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> circling itself. Um, yeah, I'm twitter.com slash Bryce Beckham. Uh, that's Bryce with an I. Yeah. And Beckham as in the soccer guy, although mm. I came first, really. Uh, there's also a baseball better. player named Beckham. I found out recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. Gordon Beckham. Gordon Beckham. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't even aware. So I think I'm related to him somehow. Probably. Uh, yeah, I mean theoretically, uh, what, from what I've been told, uh, all, all, us, all us Beckhams are really related. Oh, there's, really? There's only like the one bloodline. So oh, that's I'm, cool. I'm technically related to David Beckham, although yeah. very, very distantly. Works for me. But uh, he tried to take the throne from you, and it was really, it was, it was a Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so yeah, twitter.com slash Bryce Beckham. I'm on there occasionally. I haven't tweeted at all this week because, uh, okay. I just, sometimes I'm busy, you know, sometimes I'm busy. I just sometimes feel sad and I don't tweet her. Yeah. Plus you, you for the last week you, you were like, wanna... butthole mouth or pinky <laughs> fingers. <laughs> right. I, I, and, and coming up with that Obama prank and yeah. just, right. what can I. One thing after another. Yeah. And, and, I, and I didn't want to give it away before right. the podcast. You know, you don't want to blow, blow your wad. <laughs> blow your huge wad. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and we can go to Drama 3, 4 Productions. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, sorry. Drama three four dot com. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's just the the numbers three and four. So like drama thirty four dot com. And uh, we're in the process of revamping all that. But awesome. uh, but yeah, there's a bunch of movies there, including Choke Spot Choke, which has been pulled from YouTube. So oh, if you want if you site, want good. to see the horrible horrible I do thing that I made. Is it still the ending still on the site? Yes, I okay. yes, I've included I've always included the director's cut. Like this is the yeah. version you cannot see in Spike and Mike Sick and Twisted. Um and uh it is it is pretty awful. But oh, but feel so free funny. to go feel free to go check it out and uh and addition in addition to all our other stuff and you can find out about all the other, you know, uh web series that we've done and things like that. Although it's a little out of date, but but you know, these things are all on YouTube and stuff too, so. I love Sweet. it. Well, thanks for coming on, Bryce. Thank really you for having me. Having you here. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at PMC Podcast. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Raglan. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.